Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I've soared with the eagles and I've slithered with the snakes and I've been everywhere in between. And I'm going to tell you something right now. There's one guarantee in life and that there are no guarantees. Yeah. And they understand this. Yeah. Nobody likes a quitter. Nobody said life was easy. So if you get knocked down, take the standing eight count, get back up and fight again. And you're a macho maniac. Dig it. On the morning of May 20th, 2011, Randy Poffo, best known by his name in the wrestling ring, Macho Man Randy Savage, had breakfast at a Perkins family restaurant near his hometown in Seminole, Florida. He ordered his usual egg white omelet, but had been complaining to his wife, Lynn, about not feeling too well that morning. This was nothing new. Randy was 58 years old, and like many retired wrestlers from his era, his body ached constantly from the cumulative impact of many decades spent crashing into the mat with his signature finishing flying elbow and bashing heads with other giants like Hulk Hogan and the Iron Sheik. As they left the restaurant, Randy muttered to his wife in his trademark rasp, I think I'm going to pass out, but still insisted on driving his 2009 Jeep Wrangler. It just wasn't in Randy to give up the wheel. After spending so long in the cutthroat world of professional wrestling, Randy was always leery of others, even those friends and family closest to him. At around 9.25 a.m., as the Jeep cruised along a four-lane road just west of 113th Street North, Randy suddenly lost consciousness. With his foot still on the gas, the Jeep jumped across the raised concrete median and headed straight toward oncoming traffic. As a motorcycle and bus barreled toward them, Lynn alertly reached over and grabbed the wheel, intentionally swerving the car out of the path of oncoming vehicles and slamming the Jeep into a tree just across from a public supermarket. Although his foot had been on the gas, the Jeep slowed enough from the sudden jerking of the wheel for the impact with the tree to be fairly minor. It was so light, in fact, that the airbags didn't even deploy. Lynn suffered only minor injuries from the crash. Randy, however, was pronounced dead at the scene. I'm Derek Kaufman. I'm Jason Beckerman. And this is Last Days, Macho Man Randy Savage. Randy was unhurt by the car crash itself. The medical examiner's report revealed two major findings leading to Randy's death, cardiomegaly and arthrosclerotic cardiovascular disease. The first major finding was that Randy suffered from cardiomegaly or an enlarged heart. The normal size of an adult male's heart is 280 to 340 grams. That's how much it weighs. Randy's heart was nearly double this size at 610 grams. It puts a tremendous amount of stress on his body over time because cardiomegaly isn't a disease, but rather a long-term health condition. It can be congenital or in other instances, short-term stresses, anxiety, pregnancy, and women can lead to the heart physically increasing in size. It can also, we will talk about this later, can be caused by things like steroids use. There's been a lot of rumors about Randy and his potential use of steroid during his career. We'll talk about that, but there's no direct findings in this case that steroids, in fact, cause the enlarged heart. The condition can lead to leaky heart valves, blood clots, and even cardiac arrest. Oftentimes, an enlarged heart will be more susceptible to arrhythmia, and the irregularity of a heartbeat can cause fainting and sudden death. And as we heard from what Lynn said after the accident, he, in fact, had passed out at the wheel. In Randy's case, the heart attack was caused by a severe type of arrhythmia called ventricular fibrillation. 
that caused Randy to lose consciousness. Indeed, this is entirely consistent with Lynn's account of Randy's sudden fainting while behind the wheel. Jason, the second major finding in this report was that Randy had a condition called atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease. Now, this is just a big medical term for hardening of the arteries. We've all heard of this before. Uh, It's something a lot of people face. In Randy's case, his coronary artery had plaques that caused greater than 90% luminal stenosis. Now, this is what's in the autopsy report. Stenosis is just a way of saying that the passageways through which blood pumps through your body had narrowed to such a degree that only 10% of the blood that should flow through those arteries was actually flowing. So this happens to everybody as we get older. Our our arteries fat, we get fatty deposits in our arteries. Our arteries thicken, the arterial walls thicken. We have less and less blood flow through them. This is often what causes strokes and other medical conditions. In his case, 90%, obviously a huge number. Yeah, this is what we have here. When we have these two findings in the report, you get cardiomegaly, which means the heart, which is a muscle, is pumping, and it's massive. It's trying to pump lots of blood, and it it, it physically can't because the elastic tubes that are supposed to send the blood throughout the body uh, are narrowed to such an extent that he causes an arrhythmia, he, fa- he passes out, and that's why his body itself seemed like a ticking time bomb for something like this to happen. When it happened, was it due to sort of steroids? Those are all questions that we'll discuss in this episode, but really the key points of the report are that he had a very big heart and he had very narrow arteries. So it's it's impossible to overstate the importance of Randy Macho Man Savage to the history of wrestling. Macho Man had obviously been out of the game of wrestling for a long time by the time of his death, but the tributes to him came from all corners of the wrestling world. Vince McMahon, the founder of modern wrestling and the chairman of the WWE, they had a strained relationship through most of Randy's life, certainly post-wrestling life, but he understood his historical significance and described him simply as one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Even the next generation of talent recognized the loss of a legend. CM Punk wore pink trunks and yellow boots to honor Macho Man during a tag team fight and eventually adopted his own version of Savage's trademark flying elbow drop. Now, now Jason, if you were a fan of wrestling in the 80s and 90s, and you heard Edward Elgar's pomp and circumstance start piping in. You weren't thinking about your high school graduation coming up. You were thinking about Macho Man Randy Savage racing into the ring for another match. It was simply incredible. It still gives me goosebumps. I have to tell you, uh, just just thinking about that whisks me back. You were the to perfect sort of... age when this was when Macho Man was huge. Yes. You were a young kid. You loved it more than anything. I mean, obviously he's he spanned generations, but you were the perfect age. And I just I, I can see you hearing that song and having really as a young kid, no real understanding it was used in graduation. Not just at all. Understanding it is Macho Man's song. That was Macho Man's theme music. <laughs> I wasn't into classical music. I heard that. I was thinking of Macho Man. You're a Hulk Hogan or a Macho Man guy, and I was certainly a Macho Man guy. Uh, it made perfect sense for Randy to sort of graduate into wrestling, so to speak. Uh, the sport was basically in his blood. His father, Angelo Poffo, wrestled under the name the Mass Mai and the carpet bagger. Um, but like Randy, Angela's first love was baseball. Uh, he never went pro after a decent college career. Uh, Macho Man also played a fair bit of baseball, nearly went went pro himself, uh, but they both ended up wrestlers. His brother, Lanny Poffo, was the mirror image of Randy, and he wrestled under the name The Genius. So you had this sort of manic persona of Macho Man Randy Savage with the voice and everything, and then you had his brother as the erudite sort of companion to uh, Macho Man's character, and it just worked perfectly. 
So uh, breaking the fourth wall is obviously very common in wrestling. You speak to the audience, that's breaking the fourth wall. But Macho Man rose to stardom during the heyday of kayfabe. The convention of presenting staged performances is genuine or authentic. And what that meant was for Randy that he never left character. And we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit, both in his uh, in his persona on stage and his persona in his personal life sort of did, really did blend together. It was hard always to know where one ended and the other began. But at all times, he deployed that raspy voice, sort of the almost unhinged persona, virtually every setting and every aspect of his life. Unfortunately, this led to some interesting brushes with the law from time to time. In 1978, it was reported that Savage brawled with a newlywed at a Waffle House. Is there anything more American than that? <laughs> what a statement. Do you just see those <laughs> words all put together in that order? You think a macho That's man. 1978. Here yeah. we are all these years later. There are still brawls with newlyweds at Waffle Houses. Nothing all, good all happens at a Waffle House after a certain <laughs> amount of time. Right. Uh, he got maced, billy clubbed, bitten by a police dog for being uncooperative. In 86, a fan named David Pascal saw Savage in a Mercedes while driving home from a wrestling match. The story is that he asked Savage for an autograph while they were stopped at the red light. Witnesses said that Randy got out of his car, lifted the guy over his head, slammed him to the ground, shattering his vertebrae in his back, bruising his ribs. Then he stood over the injured man and allegedly... I'm sorry to laugh. I'm sure this was not funny for David, but it's hysterical in the context of who we know and love Randy to be to, to read this. He stood over the injured man and allegedly said, how's that for an autograph, boy? Isn't it an unbelievable story? <laughs> I mean, it's horrific for David Pascal. I hope he's okay. It happened, uh, you know, 30, 40 years ago. Right. but Still it's, suffering it's, from the trauma, I'm sure. Right. I mean, yeah. Right. But what an incident. Um, Savage was also insanely jealous when it came to his wife, his real life wife and stage wife, Miss Elizabeth Hewlett. And it's interesting you say the word Miss Elizabeth Hewlett. That's right. That's how people like you, you and me knew her as Miss Elizabeth. Yeah. You know, people had tag team partners. He had Miss Elizabeth. She would come out. She would jaw with the other wrestlers. Uh, there was always some sort of love angle where one wrestler was kind of making eyes at her and she so was, forth. She was really beautiful. And yes. That was part of part of the act was that the other wrestlers would be distracted by her and they would taunt Macho Man by coming on to Miss Elizabeth. That's right. And so in several of the storylines, uh, there was a guy who used to wrestle all the time named George the Animal Steel. He, he literally tried to steal Miss Elizabeth. Uh, during the matches, he would stare at her, caress her hair, prompting this rabid uh, response from Macho Man to blast him with a chair, hit him with a haymaker um, that Steele said could have brought a Clydesdale to its knees. And what he's saying here is the jealousy and the rage that Randy would show the lines were often blurred between the script and what uh, Randy was actually feeling in the moment. And it just wasn't all for show most of the time. Hulk Hogan would later say, if you even looked at Elizabeth the wrong way, then holy shit, Randy would freak out. <laughs> it's a pretty incredible statement. That yeah. he, he, they, had this, they had this thing in the ring where she was, you know, his wife and he would go crazy with jealousy. But Apparently, it happened in real life as well. Yeah, and you know, we think of wrestling. A lot of people who like to disparage wrestling say it's fake, and it is scripted. But these emotions that these these guys are feeling sometimes can be feel very real. When you get hit with a haymaker from Randy Savage, he's a big, big guy. It hurts. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience 
and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Mean Gene Okerlund called Savage a loose cannon and said he actually made many of the other wrestlers uneasy, but nobody dared complain to Vince McMahon for fear of seeming weak. This is a very macho culture, and Randy was one of the biggest draws in wrestling at the time, and you really didn't have any room to say, I don't want to wrestle with him. He was such a big deal that you had to deal with these things. Uh, eventually, it was too much for Miss Elizabeth to bear, and in 1991, just a few months after their on-screen marriage, uh, they actually divorced in real life. So again, it's a it's another example of how Macho Man Randy Savage's real life blended with this character to such an extent that their marriage was really fraught as well because he was so insanely jealous. We talked earlier about how Vince McMahon had some difficulties with him. So did a lot of other wrestlers. He His act really wore thin. His constant manic sort of persona energy. wore thin. His energy. Uh, Andre the Giant. And we, we talked earlier about there are only a couple of wrestlers who are as legendary as, as Macho Man. You got, you got Hulk and nobody's quite compares to Hulk. And another one is Andre the Giant. And Andre the Giant did not have a lot of love for Macho Man. Um, Andre never really liked Randy. It all came down to baby oil. Apparently, <laughs> Andre hated the stuff because it was messy, made it much smaller opponent slippery. But Randy was absolutely dripping in, in the stuff every match. Of course, he was glistening like crazy. In an HBO documentary about Andre the Giant, Hulk Hogan recounted how Andre would just absolutely kick Randy's ass in the ring. But Randy was always worried on how Andre was going to beat him. <laughs> and uh, Randy would wait till the very last minute, you know, and he'd be all taped up and he'd have baby all, all over him. And Randy would come in, oh, excuse me, Andre, uh, big, big brother, uh, you know, uh, what do you think uh, we're going to do out there in the ring tonight? And Andre would look up at him, playing cards, and go, no baby oil, get out! Get out, no baby oil! I love this anecdote so much because the way that Andre the Giant is usually thought about in wrestling circles is he was so massive that he was really the symbol of restraint in wrestling. He could kill people out there, right. so he had to hold back. But Macho Man would just bring out this actual real rage, which made him very dangerous. We should th think about this with Shaquille O'Neal. Remember, it was like, if anyone yeah. ever angers him enough with, uh, with yeah. Hack-A-Shack, he's going to punch somebody. And when he actually did, it was devastating. Um, despite rubbing some of his competitors wrong, it was undeniable that Macho Man was an electrifying presence in the ring. His distinctive outfits and his raspy voice made every appearance a grand spectacle. Uh, just a few stats. During his 32-year career, he'd hold six World Wrestling Championships, two with the WWF, four with WCW. At his peak, his drawing power was right up there with Hulk Hogan. I mean, we think of him, we think of not a Mount Rushmore of wrestlers. You think of Hulk Hogan than, than everybody else. But really, in the 90s, they were vying for that top spot, and it felt like a very real competition. Um, WWE listed him 
him as the greatest title holder of all time for his amazing performances in the ring. And in that article, he's up against uh, sort of the Hulk Hogan's of the world. And they say, quite simply, as a wrestling fact, he's the greatest guy to ever hold the belt. So that's really the company he's in. When you watch the old footage, you can see why. In addition to this unrivaled commitment to his character that we've talked about, He's also just an incredible athlete. Um, we alluded to it before. He was signed by the St. Louis Cardinals as a catcher out of high school, spent a number of years in the Reds and Cardinal mi minor league system, batted 254, 16 home runs. I mean, this guy was a real baseball player, and it translated into the wrestling ring. Uh, he had, ended up having a home plate collision that ruined his throwing arm, so baseball went by the wayside. And it's, it's kind of the best, best thing, thing that ever, ever happened, happened to him. him. <laughs> exactly right. So Randy comes into the wrestling world, immediate presence in the ring, gains instant notorieties as one of the preeminent sort of heels in the business. Uh, but it was at WrestleMania three in 1987, which for people of your and my age, WrestleMania three was what really started it all. It was, you know, it was the kind of thing that launched it from a fringe sport that a lot of people ridiculed for not being real to the point you made into a real event that millions of people would watch all the time. WrestleManias were a huge news event. And WrestleMania three in particular is considered the high watermark of 80s wrestling boom, bringing in an estimated 93,000 in-person fans, becoming one of the largest recorded attendances of a live indoor event in North America at the time. Its most famous bout was between Hulk and Andre the Giant, where Hogan famously scoop slammed the 525 pound man. It's he lifted him off the ground. Images in wrestling history. Um, but it was the 15-minute epic battle between Macho Man and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and George the Animal Steel we talked about earlier that would nearly steal the show. Savage lost, but it's considered by many to be one of the greatest matches in WWE history. If, if you're a wrestling fan, the call of that match is right up there with Vince Scully and Bill Buckner and uh, other famous uh, calls in sports history. I think the bell rammed Savage in the head, Jess. But the champion still in control. Now a small package by the dragon. No You can hear all 93,000 people in that <laughs> in that crowd saying it's such a great call. Uh, from there, he would take off. He became simply one of the most famous people in America and even rivaled the heights of Hulkamania, as we discussed. During the mid-90s, at the peak of his fame, he'd become this sort of pop culture fixture from everything. He had cameos on Baywatch and Mad About You, some of the biggest shows of the time. He even fought Chuck Norris in a steel cage on Walker, Texas Rangers. These sound like sort of that. jokes, but they're big shows at the time. You missed the steel cage match? I missed the steel cage Check it out on YouTube. <laughs> Uh, and no podcast about Macho Man is complete without mentioning his partnership with the salty meat stick snack. So I told my wife, Slim Jim. I told my wife, we're going to be doing this podcast on Macho Man. And she's not a wrestling fan. She's not a sports fan at all. And her response was the guy from the Slim Jim commercials. That's, That's what it. my wife said. Yeah, yeah. So he was something to everyone. Yeah. Your wife didn't have to watch wrestling, but everyone knew the Slim Jim commercial. Um, his maniacal presence in those commercials. Put the product on the map. I mean, it existed, but he is so singularly identified with it. Most people who grew up in the 90s can't resist the impulse to imitate it whenever you bite into a Slim Jim. I can't imagine going into a <laughs> gas station and not doing something like this. You're so boring. Well, so how many high school boys does it take to change a light bulb? <laughs> Want to light up your life? Yeah! Give me Slim Jim! So Randy's uh, wrestling career starts to wind down, but he somehow manages to to stay relevant. By the late 90s, he appeared in, 
his final significant wrestling match, but there was already a clear changing of the guard in, in the profession. He won his last WCW World Heavyweight Championship when he pinned Kevin Nash, but it was short-lived. Hollywood Hogan retain, regained the title the very next night. So just as his star is beginning to wane a little bit in the professional wrestling scene, Macho Man sort of shifts into just sort of a pop culture icon. His peak was arguably his over-the-top performance in 2002's Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire, one of the biggest movies that sort of launched the obsession with superhero movies when he is in an iron cage wrestling with the newly minted Spider-Man as a character named Bonesaw, who is a very thinly disguised, just macho man Randy Savage. Unlock the thing! Take the chain off! Hey, Freak Joe! You're going nowhere! I got you for three minutes! Three minutes of bleak time! It's so good. I mean, that movie was one of the best. Um, he even released a rap album called Be a Man in 2003, complete with a diss track aimed at Hulk Hogan. Um, you can listen to it yourself on YouTube. I won't bother playing it on this podcast. He's not the best rapper, but it gives you an indication of a guy just at the absolute top of his powers could even throw shade at Hulk Hogan and get away with it. Um, d- despite comparing him favorably with some DMX tracks, it doesn't really take off as a commercial success, but it's one of those artifacts out there Did that... You say it compares favorably to DMX? It sounds like DMX because they're both kind of... You, you know, it like... compares d- favorably, so... Oh, I did say it compares favorably. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have said compares favorably. <laughs> I shouldn't say favorably. All right. I, I, don't, I think we've, we, you've done it. I, I liked it when you said, we don't need to listen to it. That's yeah. fine. Okay. Yeah. You can cut that up. <laughs> um, his final stint in professional wrestling would be a short-lived partnership with Total Nonstop Action. This is TNA Wrestling in 2004. It's considered sort of a, a secondary wrestling market. It's after you're past your prime and never really took off the, like the WWE. That didn't even last a year. The Macho Man's wrestling days were basically done. Heart conditions are one thing, but we said we were going to come back to steroid use, potential steroid use, allegations of it, and here we are. It's really the elephant of the room with retired wrestlers generally, especially from the era in which Macho Man fought. And In the aftermath of Randy's death, everyone wondered whether anabolic steroids and perhaps human growth, growth hormone had played a role in his death. Remember, according to the official tox report, Randy had the following drugs in his system. He had caffeine, acetaminophen, which is Tylenol, hydrocodone, which a lot of people take, especially when they're struggling with uh, aches and pains from a wrestling career, aches and pains, right? Uh, Doxylamine, an insomnia drug, and the metabolites of those drugs. He also had a blood alcohol concentration of 0.03, which is really he he was out to lunch at the time. Yeah, he was out to lunch at the time, breakfast. He was out to breakfast at the time, and he he had a mimosa or whatever it is. It's consistent with that. But it was abundantly clear that the drugs in his system did not kill Randy. But they don't tell the whole story. There were always rumors about Randy. He started out as a baseball player with a pretty medium build, and he grew bigger and bigger over his years with WWF before suddenly shrinking a few years before his death. Randy's body, in fact, changed so much before his death that he refused to take his jacket off during a brief late career run with TNA that you talked about. And the rumors swirled that his doctors ordered him to get off steroids for health reasons. Yeah, Jason, it's also true. Remember, we mentioned that he died and one of the conditions was cardiomegaly. Um, and enlarged hearts can be related to years of steroid, steroid abuse. Remember, the heart's a muscle, and as you develop all muscles, and steroids have a tendency to develop muscles, obviously, that's why they're used, it can develop the heart muscle and make it bigger. Um, other wrestlers in their autopsies have had enlarged hearts over the years, and some of those wrestlers with enlarged hearts are known steroid abusers. There's a guy named Davey Boy Smith, Eddie Guerrero, and Kurt Hennig. They all died from heart-related issues, 
And like Randy, they were considered smaller wrestlers who added a ridiculous amount of muscle mass during the height of their careers. Uh, Hennig, for his part, had cocaine in his system, but his death was not due to a lethal overdose at all, but rather a combination of acute poisoning and a damaged heart from steroid abuse. So the heart conditions are a running theme with wrestlers who have retired. And we have to go a little bit beyond that, too, just to be fair to both sides of, of this contention. Uh, that he also had these issues with rage. We've talked about the arrest that he had where he seemingly would go into a, a full rage. We talked about Hulk's uh, statement about him that he would just, people were afraid of him and his incredible reactions to anybody who sort of looked at Miss Elizabeth even the mild way. provocations Ma mild provocations really set him off which is a telltale symptom of steroid abuse it, you know in the end it's never been definitively concluded that Randy abused steroids and his family has always been very protective of his legacy but we'd be remiss not to at least mention that the rumors were out there and mention also that a couple of the things that what he died from and the enlarged heart, as well as some of his persona, seem to be consistent with others who have, in fact, admitted steroid use. That's exactly right. So so where does this leave us? It's, it's impossible not to think of what would Macho Man Randy Savage have become if he were still alive? This is a, where we usually like to look at a counterfactual. Now, obviously, his wrestling career was over. He's he 58 was, years old. He was 58 years old. He was not going to get back in the ring. There was no sort of comeback. He wasn't going to be the Tom Brady of wrestling or something coming out of retirement. That said, his persona was so large and his ability to sort of captivate a crowd with simply his words makes me believe that he had a lot left to offer. Well, and also there were times very rarely where he would drop out of character. And, you know, there's a lot of discussion about how he really was somebody that people did like. And he maybe he had something to give to a younger generation, the next generation. Besides just the persona, he could have been a good spokesperson or whatever. There are people that talked about the fact that ultimately deep down he was a good guy. Maybe we were seeing that come out as his career had waned down. Yeah, I mean, you're exactly right. It was hard because he was at the height of kayfabe to ever see sort of what is quote-unquote the real macho man because he was always in character but there were these small moments he was on Arsenio Hall back in, I think this was in the early 90s uh, and there's this clip that has gone sort of viral which shows the softer side sort of the vulnerable uh, components of his personality that people really gravitated to because as I said he was the biggest heel of wrestling, but you can't sustain a career as long and successful as his by just being hated. You also have to be somewhat endearing, and really, you got to see this clip to sort of see those sides of his personality. Okay, your your middle name is Macho, but uh, I'm wondering if you ever cry. You ever has Macho Man ever cried? Oh yeah, really? Uh huh. It's okay for macho men to show every emotion available right there, you know, because I've cried a thousand times, I'm going to cry some more. In 2015, he was posthumously inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Hulk Hogan shared a really personal story about Randy's ability to draw out a better performance from his scene partners. It's pretty damn high praise when you consider it came from Hulk, one of the greatest wrestlers ever. He just always would take sports entertainment to another level. I caught myself getting up on that level that he ran on all the time. And it just was like, I realized what he was doing. He was making me a better man, a better performer, you know? As we said before, Randy only sustained mild physical injuries during the fateful car accident in which he perished. And although he was eventually cremated, his family opted for an open casket at his funeral. His brother Lanny said the image of his brother being laid to rest actually comforted him rather than haunted him, saying he had, he had a look. Even in the casket, he had that look. He looked like he was just resting until he could get back up and kick your ass. I'll tell you what, he had his life and he did not yield. And I think it's just such a fitting conclusion to Macho Man Randy Savage. So let's uh, raise a glass to the old Macho Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs>